the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. In the course of preparing for my show every day, I browse a bunch of different websites and I frequently print out uh, news stories that I would like to refer to uh, on the program. Now, it is very common uh, that most of these stories will run mm, two, sometimes three printed pages. I hold in my hand a story from today's Columbus Dispatch online edition that runs seven, seven printed pages. So it's a Big, big investigative story. And it's all about the plight of teachers in the state of Ohio who have been leaving, reportedly, their profession in droves because of, well, because of a number of different factors. So I thought we would delve into these factors. And it starts with uh, the uh, heart-tugging story of a woman who fell face down on her bedroom carpet in May of 2020. May, May of 2020. Two months after the pandemic began. Two months. She said, I had a mental breakdown. Summer couldn't come quick enough. She was trying to teach via Zoom while taking care of a toddler, a preschooler, and a third grader at home. Well, I can only imagine how difficult that was. Um, so, I would say that your plan was not good. If you thought you could teach... Your class on Zoom while taking care of a toddler, a preschooler, and a third grader at home, the fact that you had a mental breakdown, kind of on you, not on us, okay? Bad plan. Did you go to school in normal times with your toddler, preschooler, and third grader in tow? I don't think so. What made you think you could do it now? I know, COVID, right? Nobody would take them. They couldn't go to their daycare because it was locked down. Now, as we start to embark upon this odyssey, of angst among the teaching profession, I will give you a little heads up. They are going to continually cite adversity brought on by the pandemic. The pandemic, the pandemic, the pandemic, the pandemic, the pandemic. Was the adversity really brought on by the pandemic or or was the adversity brought on by teachers' unwillingness to go back into the classroom during the pandemic? Ah, see, it wasn't the pandemic itself. It was how we handled the pandemic, how the CDC, the NIH, teachers unions, and bad government policy screwed up our response to the pandemic. Now, as I said, this is a long story. Seven pages printed out. And in the sixth paragraph, I start to smell a rat. Here's what the sixth paragraph says. With a new year starting... A new school year starting. So many teachers have left the profession. How many? Don't give me so many. You're devoting seven pages to this. 
You're telling the heart-rending tale of a woman who collapsed face down because she just couldn't deal with Zoom teaching. I don't want to know your generalizations of how many. I want to know how many exactly. I don't want so many because I don't take your word for it. And then it says, a school year is now starting and so many teachers have left the profession, which could mean fewer teachers to staff classrooms. I suppose it could mean that. You know what it could also mean? No impact on staff classrooms. When you say it could mean, that's your opinion it could. I want data. I want numbers. I want proof. The story doesn't have it. And then we get all the way down to the 17th paragraph of the story. And it says this. Teacher resignations don't always mean someone is leaving teaching. The dispatch reached out to multiple teachers who were listed by school districts to have resigned but instead learned that they had simply transferred to another school district, or in some cases, just a different school in the district. So what So what happened here? Megan Henry and Michael Lee of the Columbus Dispatch. Did you do all this research and formed, oh yeah, formed an opinion in your mind of what the story was, and then the last piece of the puzzle was you were going to call these teachers, all these multiple teachers who retired, and you were going to find out, oh, their tale of woe and their angst and everything that they suffered, the mental degradation they suffered because of the pandemic. And you found out that maybe the premise of your story was flawed because a lot of these teachers didn't quit teaching. They just moved to different districts or to different buildings within the district. Now, that would be the time where I would go to my editor and I would say, uh, I, think we, uh, I think we missed on this one. We've done an investigation. We found out it's really not that big of a deal. And we can't pinpoint the numbers, and so maybe we ought to shelve this. Of course they didn't do that. Why? Because to do that would have kept them from conveying to all of us a whole assortment of things that appear on the woke checklist of progressives about modern education. So, of course, you know this story is going to go into how tough it is to be a teacher and work nine months out of the year and get paid for 12. Mm, so tough. 55% of educators said they were thinking about leaving their profession earlier than they planned because of the pandemic. No, because of bad policy related to the pandemic. That I'll buy, but not because of the pandemic. Bad policy. And who was the source of a lot of that bad policy? Oh, oh. Maybe your teachers unions who wouldn't go back into schools and teach, who wouldn't go back unless all the kids were vaccinated, who wouldn't go back unless all the kids were wearing masks. You think maybe the teachers unions had a little bit of a hand in some of the bad policy that was made that you say is because of the pandemic, but I say is because of the policy related to the pandemic. The story also quotes Scott DeMauro, my buddy from the uh, panel discussion at the Columbus Metropolitan Club. Uh, Scott DeMauro says, there are a lot of pandemic-related reasons for the increase in retirements. Health and safety concerns, dreamed up in the minds of teachers. Moving to online and hybrid models without much preparation. Yeah, gee, it was really rude of COVID not to give us a six-week notice that it was coming, huh? And, of course, you knew it and I knew it. We were going to eventually get to the story of a teacher who felt that he couldn't be his authentic self in his classroom anymore because of those mean Republicans who comprise a supermajority 
in the General Assembly, and I would note, which of course is not noted here, comprise a supermajority in the General Assembly of the state of Ohio because they've been, <laughs> what do you know, voted in by their constituents. You see, it turns out that in the state of Ohio, the predominant view of the electorate is that they like conservative policies more than they like the woke policies of people like Alison Russo and others who represent the Democratic side of the aisle. Democratic policies are not popular throughout most of the state of Ohio's geography. Popular in Columbus, popular in Dayton, popular in Cleveland, popular in Cincinnati, not popular in Coshocton, not popular in Maria Stein, not popular in Bell Fountain, not popular in uh, Waverly, not popular throughout your rural areas of the state of Ohio. So they talk about teacher burnout. It's a big factor, burnout. I bet it is. I'm sure it's uh, a factor. But you know what? Burnout is a feeling you are having that may be a prompting to apply your gifts in a different profession. See, there's no law that says you have to go to school to be a teacher and remain a teacher. I mean, I know the retirement benefits are really good. You don't have to get screwed by the Social Security system like the rest of us schlubs. So I get why you want to stay in there. But... If you're burned out, get out. Finally, we have to, of course, meet a teacher who uh, just couldn't be his authentic self. His name is Ira Cross, who says, I couldn't really be myself. He said it, of course, in a TikTok video, not, not, you know, anywhere else. The energy, the honesty, the emotion, the love, the sarcasm, the blackness. I couldn't do any of those things without any repercussions. Repercussions for blackness? I'm calling bogus on that, Ira. You have more protection than white teachers do. Ask the white teachers in Minneapolis if they could use a little blackness in their corner to keep from getting fired, despite the fact that they might have more seniority than minority teachers in Minneapolis. I don't buy that your blackness had anything to do. You know what I do buy? I buy that parents didn't want you talking about anything related to sexual ideology or gender identity in classrooms. I buy that. I buy that. Scott DeMauro says teachers feel like they're being undermined and utterly disrespected. Yeah, go with that. Go with that feeling because that's the parents talking to you and you need to listen. So we are 10 minutes away from the scheduled start of the hearing in Florida that will determine whether the affidavit that gave rise to the search warrant for Mar-a-Lago, whether that affidavit is... Released to the public. The uh, chances are it will not be released to the public because I just uh, do not think this is something that the DOJ is going to, in concert with the judicial system, allow to happen. They're going to make the case that it will prejudice their case against Trump, that it will show Trump who the informants are, who its witnesses are, and all that. But we keep our eye on it. But it certainly is indicative of how deep the hatred is toward Donald Trump. And I just happened upon some audio from a guy I've never heard of, but I guess he's a big deal, a guy named Sam Harris. Apparently he's a uh, an atheist who likes to lecture Christians in his books. <laughs> and he's a podcaster, and, well, I think when you listen to Sam Harris address the 
clear difference between how Hunter Biden is treated by the justice system and how Donald Trump is treated by the justice system, you will get a flavor of how uh, deep the hatred is toward Donald Trump and how detached from reality the view is of Hunter Biden and his likely crimes. I mean, Hunter Biden, at that point, Hunter Biden literally could have had, had the corpses of children in his basement. I would not have cared, right? It's like, it's, there's nothing. First of all, it's Hunter Biden, right? It's not, it's like, it's not Joe Biden. But even if Joe, like, even the, whatever scope of Joe Biden's corruption is, like, if, you, if we could just go down that rabbit hole endlessly and, and understand that he's getting kickbacks from Hunter Biden's deals in Ukraine or wherever else, right, or China, it is infinitesimal compared to the corruption we know Trump is involved in. It's like, it's like, it's like a firefly to the sun. Now, that's not, that doesn't answer the people who say it's still completely unfair to not have looked at the laptop in a timely way and to have shut down the, you know, the New York Post's Twitter account. Like that, that's a, just a conspiracy, that's a left-wing conspiracy to deny the presidency to Donald Trump. Absolutely it was. Absolutely. Right. But I think it was warranted. Does it get any more clear than that? He admits it was a left-wing conspiracy to deny Donald Trump the presidency, and it was worth it. It was fine. Says he doesn't care if Hunter Biden had the corpses of children in his basement, which is probably an exaggeration. But then he said, whatever the scope of Joe Biden's corruption, whether he was getting kickbacks from Ukraine or China, it's, in Sam Harris's words, infinitesimal compared to the level of Trump's corruption. Now, no corruption by Donald Trump has been proven yet by the Department of Justice, and I doubt that it will be proven. I think there will be enough smoke there for people to latch onto and magnify and say, you see, you see, you see, because obviously Sam Harris is doing it now based off whatever he knew about Trump before he became president, while he was president, or now after he served as president. It's enough for Sam Harris to say that I don't care if Joe Biden received kickbacks from Ukraine, a nation to which we are now sending multiple billions of dollars in military equipment to do what? Fight a war against Russia? Yeah, maybe, we hope. But sell it to other people so the corrupt officials in Ukraine can pocket the money? Would you be surprised? I wouldn't be. Sam Harris doesn't care if Joe Biden got kickbacks from China. Sam Harris doesn't care if the president of the United States is on the take from a nation that wants to diminish us on the world stage. Such is his hatred and blindness to Donald Trump. Now, Sam Harris is an atheist, so I shouldn't be surprised that he has a demonic detachment from reality. But it doesn't take an atheist to be so. Headline. The Episcopal Church embraces sex changes for children of all ages. The story says the Episcopal Church has officially endorsed medical transition for trans-identified children at all ages with the adoption of Resolution uh, resolution D-066. It affirms the church's support for gender-affirming care of any type 
for any age, including children. And again, this is all driven by whatever the kid says, gender-affirming care. Six-year-old boy says, I'm a girl. Castrate him chemically. Give him sex hormones. Girl ready to go through puberty? Give her puberty blockers. Chop off her breasts. They're healthy tissue. We don't care. This is a church, supposedly, in an official resolution from its latest convention, calling on the Episcopal Church to, quote, advocate for access to gender-affirming care in all forms at all ages. Um, The House of Deputies President of the Episcopal Church, and I promise you I'm not making this up, The name of the president of the Episcopal Church House of Deputies, Reverend Gay Clark Jennings. Not making it up. Not a joke, as Joe Biden would say. Says Texas Governor Greg Abbott's ban on treatments for minors who identify as transgender is child abuse. That's a pastor talking, supposedly. Jennings said in a letter to the Episcopalian House of Deputies that Abbott's reprehensible statement puts some of the most vulnerable children in our society and their families in grave danger. You mean like the grave danger of having a child biology butchered by a surgeon in the name of woke ideology? That kind of grave danger? There is no other kind. She says, or Gay Jennings, whether gay is man or woman, I don't know. Denying the full humanity of transgender people, putting beloved children of God at risk, is cruel and antithetical to the way of Jesus. I'm betting not on that. I'm betting Jesus was no on transgender surgeries. Pretty comfortable saying that, since the Bible says that all things were created for him, to him, and through him. That would mean under the heading of all things, boys and girls, men and women, male and female. An infallible God does not make a mistake on the biological ordering of a human being at birth. A perfect God does not make any mistakes, let alone a mistake like that one, which just according to my mortal understanding would be a pretty big mistake. So that is complete and utter nonsense. It is um, evil. It gives you an idea of how prevalent this is. So let's end with something uplifting in a totally different realm. Yesterday, the five-year-old daughter of former Kirkersville police chief Eric Desario was escorted to her first day of school by dozens of law enforcement officers in that area. Her dad died days before she was born, serving the people of his community, shot in the line of duty. Police officers were there for her, fully for them. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.